Pray with me. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh now on this preacher and on this dedicated body of believers. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I believe if Jesus appeared on the scene today, preaching and teaching the exact same things he taught and preached throughout the Middle East, I believe that Jesus would be assassinated because Jesus was threatening to the Roman Empire and the church. You see, it was the established church that decided he has to go. But he wasn't killed for overthrowing the church. He was killed for being an insurrectionist, for being one who sought to overthrow the government. Now, make no mistake about it. Jesus came to overthrow the government. Make no mistakes about it. Jesus came to turn the world upside down, but he didn't come to do it with military might or the strength of violence. Jesus wanted to change the world through changing people, changing the way people felt about each other, changing the way people feel about their service to Christ, changing the way the church does business. That's why he went into the temple that day and turned over the money changers table because he was serving notice the church cannot do business as usual because my father's kingdom is at hand. Jesus was not an easy person to follow. And Jesus is not an easy person to follow today. Being a disciple is a difficult choice. So today, family, we begin a new series. Today, we launch Revolutionary Kingdom or Revolutionary Church because the kingdom of God is represented by you and I. The series will carry us through October, and I hope, brothers and sisters, I pray that by the end, we're moving from talking about what is a disciple to all of us dedicating our lives to being disciples and teaching others to become disciples. But I want to make it clear. What I'm talking about when I talk about being a disciple. A disciple is not a church member. Because we have our name on the rolls of Calvary United Methodist Church does not make us disciples. But it's a good start. A disciple is one who trusts and follow Christ wherever Christ leads. A disciple is one who works with God through the Holy Spirit to be a living example of the mission and ministry of Jesus Christ to love the world the way God loves the world. A disciple is one that loves people, warts and all, the way God 
loves you and I with all of the mistakes that we make in life. A disciple seeks to reform the world one heart at a time by displaying the awesome, dunamis power of God. So, this revolutionary disciples will produce a revolutionary church. A revolutionary church which trusts its leader, Jesus Christ. A revolutionary church where folk will go out in the name of God and be the living example of Jesus. A revolutionary church knows that it can make a difference in God's world if we keep our hand in the hands of Jesus Christ and depend on Jesus' strength. A revolutionary church seeks to ensure that in all things in our life, Christ gets the glory. My brothers and sisters, revolutionary discipleship means we expose ourselves to the chance of being talked about and criticized. It will cause us to suffer the loss of some longtime church members and friends And it hurts because we're following God and not following people. A revolutionary disciple has a dangerous, hazardous assignment. We talk to people about God. We keep Jesus on the front page of our life. That's because Jesus occupies first place in our hearts. Nothing is above God in our lives. Preaching Jesus, we risk our peace and our serene lifestyle. We put our comfortable lifestyle in jeopardy or in peril for the sake of the message of the gospel. Because Ephesians had it right when, he, when they say, For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. If you had your television on at all yesterday, as we remember 9-11, you'll see that evil is loose in God's world. If you read your newspaper at all or listen to radio, you find out that evil is indeed present in high places. But the twofold mission and mandate of the church of Jesus Christ is to build up the kingdom of God. The building of the kingdom of God can only be done through committed efforts of revolutionary disciples who refuse to do church the same old way that others do church, who refuse to do church so that they can get honor and glory, but they serve as disciples because they are chosen by God to be God's children and snatched from their own ideologies and placed in a love relationship with Christ that we cannot shake. The clarion call includes all who have experienced that saving grace of God in Jesus Christ. It is the responsibility of every Christian to spread the gospel, either by telling folk about Jesus Christ or living 
so people can see the Bible manifested in us. The spreading of the gospel is the only thing, friends, that can change the world we live in and make it a better place. Spreading the gospel of the kingdom of God is a challenge for every disciple. It's a challenge, my brothers and sisters, for going forward in the name of Jesus because it has its opportunities and it has its risk. Friends, becoming a revolutionary church may mean that we do things different than other churches. It may mean that loving God and following God radically means that people see us doing stuff that other churches do not do. It means that we run the risk of being ostracized and criticized. But I'd rather be in the will of God than be in the will of people who praise us for how many people we have on the roads. I would rather have people on the road that says, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I'm following Jesus. I'm not following Sylvester Weatherall. I'm not following Calvary United Methodist Church. I'm not following the Bishop of the Methodist Church. I'm following Jesus. Disciples will stand on the promises of God. Disciples will take a chance on doing what's right for the people of God. It will execute judgment on evil everywhere it's found. Disciples will go out. No, they won't just go along just to get along with the crowd. Disciples will make the right decision because they are making it through their relationship with Jesus, fueled by the Holy Spirit, esteemed in love. Disciples will keep confusion down in the church and not gossip. It was the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. that said, love and action. He, he preached that one day we will learn that the heart and head can never be totally together unless they are synchronistic, that the heart and head work together. Only through the bringing, he says, together of the heart and head, intelligence and goodness, shall we rise to the fulfillment of the true nature of who God calls us to be. In King's logic, love is the bridge between head and heart. Dr. King's insistence on people must love their enemies is the heart of true discipleship. Jesus said, loving our enemies is the standard rubric of the kingdom of God. I believe if the church is going to be relevant in the 21st century, we must demonstrate love toward all people, even those we disagree with, even those who differ on our interpretation of Scripture. Jesus said to love our enemies, which means that we will bless them and do good to them wherever possible. And pray for them that our master will be allowed to enter their hearts. Fundamentally, brothers and sisters, it means that we remember that even our worst enemy carries within them the Imago Dei, the very image of God. 
as such, they are bearers of the birthmark of the Almighty God who died on the cross for us. The evidence of God's kingdom present on earth is you and I. It's the church demonstrating a visible love toward people starting with us in this sanctuary and overflowing wherever we are. Within our beloved Calvary, we hold different ideologies, different theologies, different social spirit, but the abiding love of God, which is the standard rule for the kingdom of heaven on earth, brings us together with a threefold cord that cannot be broken by human standards. Loving those who differ from us makes us vulnerable, makes us appear to be weak. We risk the rejection of our love, but friends, I urge us to be a church known as disciples who are doing it in a revolutionary new way by loving others. My brothers and my sisters, a revolutionary disciple means to expose oneself to the chance of being harmed or the chance of being exposed to being, they might even call you a religious nut. Disciples has a dangerous, dangerous assignment. But friends, we didn't come here to stay. This world is not our home. We came as children of God to spread the good news that God's kingdom is present now on earth. And someday we're going to fly away. The hymn writer said, some glad morning I'm going to go to be with my Lord. The challenge of being a disciple is to keep our hands so firmly planted in God's hands that Wall Street and other worldly powers cannot snatch us from the bosom of God. Today, brothers and sisters, the kingdom of God needs risk takers, bold proclaimers, people who boldly say that the world is in desperate need of God. Calvary, I want us to be known as a revolutionary church that produces revolutionary disciples who seek to overthrow the hearts of human beings so that they can give their total self to God, that God's rule will reign in the hearts of people. It is a call to be different than what people see in most human gatherings. It is a call to face our human situations head on and through prayer, fasting, and relationship. We seek to make the world what God wants it to be. And this includes not doing the will of people, but doing the will of God. God must come First, when we operate in the will of God, we do things that please God, not people. These things will also be in accordance with the laws of the kingdom of God, grace, mercy, and love. 
these things that, please, God, will help us in, in providing for the needs of our communities, needs of our homes, needs of our church and society. Scripture will testify that when we are revolutionary disciples, God will give us power to carry out the mission. Friends of God, the gospel according to Mark is believed to be the oldest of all the synoptic gospels. The gospel of Matthew and Luke carefully describe the miraculous birth of Jesus and the events that surrounded his birth. The gospel of John goes into philosophic detail to reflect on the lifestyle of Jesus. But the gospel of Mark presents a Jesus that bursts on the scene unexpectedly as an adult launching ministry in a flurry of social and vital activities. Mark immediately states that his gospel is about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Not the son, not just the son of David, but the son of God. In verse 9 of the scripture you heard read, it said, It came to pass that in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. John was already a revolutionary disciple. John, who stood on the outskirts of town in a lake, calling people to repent and as evidence to be baptized as their new dedication in God would be evidence through the water and the Spirit. John was the forerunner of our Lord Jesus Christ. John, the baptizer, was a prophet who, was held, who held a revival that says, Business as usual in Judea cannot be. Judea must prepare itself to receive Jesus and the message that comes with Jesus. John's ministry as the forerunner of Jesus Christ, so that he called people into repentance as, as, as part of followers of God, he challenged people, including the religious authorities, to shake the dust off of their old religious habits and put on the new powers of God. And anytime we speak repentance, anytime we tell people that check yourself, make sure you're following God and not following people, anytime we do that, it puts us in danger. John denounced the Sadducees, the Pharisees. The, these were religious people high up in the church. John criticized them and called them a generation of vipers. His doctrine and manner of life awakening, he awakened the whole region of Palestine. And the people from all parts of the world flocked to the place where he was. And on the banks of the Jordan River, he preached God. There, he baptized thousands into the repentance for remission of sin. Brothers and sisters, the fame of John the baptizer reached Jesus of Nazareth, and he, be, he came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. Mark reports that, uh, that he submitted 
himself to be baptized in the river. Jesus submitted himself because I believe that he was demonstrating to us, I came as one of you. I am human and divine. I'm getting in this water so that others will understand. I need the consecration of God the Father in my life. I need the approval of God so that I can carry out what God wants me to do. The human side of me does not want to go to no stinking cross. The human side of me does not want to leave heaven. But the divine in me says, I must fulfill the mission of my father who sent me. Down in the water, Jesus went. But coming up out of the water, after being baptized, John, notice, only John, saw heaven open. And the Holy Spirit flew on the shoulders of Jesus in the form of a dove. He sat up on the master's shoulder, and God rolled back the purple drapes of heaven and said, This is my son, whom I'm well pleased. John the baptizer pointed Jesus out to his disciples, saying, Behold, the Lamb of God. And John's public ministry as a revolutionary disciple for the kingdom of God ended with him being imprisoned and being killed in a despicable way. Friends, when we expose sin for what it is in our world, we put ourselves in danger of not being liked by people. Verse 14 says, now, after, after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Jesus came preaching the kingdom of God is present. It's now. I brought it with me. He started a movement, friends. I know that we, we like to see Jesus as this nice Jewish fellow that's riding around on a donkey born in a pool stable that made him humble. But God in Jesus Christ was a revolutionary being. Jesus preached change wherever he went. If the nation of Israel was going to undergo a radical transformation, Jesus preached that they must learn to be obedient to his father. He didn't come to put down the Roman Empire. Whose likeness is on this coin? Somebody said Caesar's. God says, then give Caesar what is Caesar's, but give God what is God. God wants us, not our stuff. Jesus came preaching a radical message that God's kingdom must become first place and priority in the life of people. Friends, these next few weeks, we will delve deeply into what it means to be that kind of disciple. How do we become radical followers of a Christ that was seen as a rebel? The new life of radically accepting the mission of God is more urgent now than it was when Jesus first burst on the scene in Galilee. 
Jesus is depending on us. Not just to get church members. We can do that. Jesus is calling us to produce disciples. Those who will lay it on the line so that all will know the precious, precious gift of sacrifice that God made in Jesus Christ. Let us pray. God, we thank you that in you we have life. In you we have breath. In you we get a staring glimpse of you, your ministry here on earth. In you we get the old, old story of Jesus and his love. In you we get the awesome power of your Holy Spirit that walks with us and talks with us everywhere we go. Amen. If you'll stand and sing this next song, Come, thou mighty, almighty King.